So hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Young or Dumb. We have a new guest this week on the podcast, and we will let him introduce himself. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Daniel. I, my pronouns are he, him. I went to high school with Mariana, um, and after high school, I went to the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, where I graduated in 2021. Um, I, I was medically discharged after graduation and came to Berlin, Germany with a, on a couple scholarships to study public policy here, where I now focus on policies to fight modern slavery. Welcome to Younger Dub. My name's Mariana, and I'm interested in learning a variety of topics, but the thing is, I'm not much of a reader. Join me as I interview a mix of people in different careers or topics to see if I'm just new to adulting and haven't learned this stuff yet, or if I should have known this information already. Perfect. Thank you. Um, It's crazy how you say we went to high school together, because that seems like so long ago. But yeah, high school. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I don't like thinking about it. It's been like 10 years since we've been freshmen, I think. Yeah. Yeah, actually, exactly. Wow. Yeah, not a fan of that, but we're out here thriving, you know? <laughs> um, okay, so at West Point, what was your degree in? Yeah, um, so I, uh, you know, actually, when I went in, I was pretty dead set that I was going to be, you know, studying, like, uh, some type of science uh, or STEM field. Um, you know, so I thought, hey really fascinated by all the biology classes I've taken in high school and you know it seems to be like what I what I do you know least mediocre in uh so I was like you know definitely definitely gonna keep that going want to be like a scientist wait um first of all were you not in all AP classes but like you know that's the word you're gonna use to describe yourself yeah, you know, like I, I did, I did okay in biology, and so I was like, you know, th- this is it, you know, like not nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also especially just sucked at uh, like English and and history classes, you know, like uh, like creating a written argument was something I, I could just not do. Um, and then in my freshman year, uh, so so West Point is of course a, a military academy, um, and so the focus is. Uh, like developing people to be officers in the U.S. Army, um, and so academics is just like one one portion of that. Uh, but you you're doing like your undergrad or you're doing your bachelor's degree at the same time as you're getting like all the military training, the physical training, and the character training um, to set you up to be a, a commissioned officer. Um, and so you know I, I like I said went in there with my idea hey my economic focus science and then I took this one history class taught by uh, Colonel Ty Sedgley which just changed everything for me because in this class we had the opportunity to engage in like role-playing debates um, and I thought that was so beautiful how you could just like with your words in some meaningful way, change the direction uh, that that we as a group are going. You know, to be able to like engage in that debate and actually like participate as a as a member of the team. Um, and so that 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 rocked my world. And you know, at the same time, I was realizing, you know, this is way more fun to actually be engaging with people. Is way more fun than it is to to be um, you know in a lab. Which nothing nothing against scientists. I'm still uh, still still a big fan um big fan of science you know <laughs> uh, but 
like, I, I had so much more fun than that. So, so I studied uh, history and then I was taking a German class because we all had to take like foreign language. Um, and, you know, as I was taking this German class, uh, I, I had a lot of fun learning the language. Um, so I thought, you know, I'd just tack it on uh, or I'd, I'd take some of the extra courses and, and tack it on uh, with history. Mm -hmm. um, I know German. Ready? Heck yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I only know one one sentence and it's not even a sentence. Okay. It's like a greeting. Okay. Ready? Okay. Happy fire Robin. No, don't continue. I don't know anything else. I just know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I tell you what. Cool. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I tell you what. So I've been living in Berlin, uh, Germany now for two years. Um, and something about Berlin is that uh, everyone, everyone here speaks English. Um, so, you know, my German was actually better before I got to Berlin than now after. Um, wow. My German skills have just progressively gone <laughs> down this hill. I feel like for me to learn a language, I need to be like using it all the time. Are you not like that? Like, can you learn it and just remember it? No, and that's the thing, because I'll just be speaking English here. Um, yeah. And anytime you, anytime you speak to, to somebody here, you know, they, they want to be nice. And so... They want to be a they want to be a friend um so they will you know they'll, they'll they'll be able to hear that like german maybe isn't your native uh language mm -hmm. so they'll just like switch right away to to english because mm -hmm. you know th this person's been studying it for however many years and so they're they're super fluent in it yeah. um but then you're standing there and you're like damn it you know like i i, I want to actually speak with you in this other yeah. i want to practice yeah what language did you take in high school I did Spanish, um, and I have to say I have. I don't know that that's that's something that I really messed up on is that I did not take it as seriously <laughs> as I should have. Yeah. How do you feel? I remember I can read Spanish and I can yeah. say a sentence without the proper con con congregations. Oh. What is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, con conjugations. Conjugations. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I can like make a sentence that might not have the correct that stuff, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, so you can communicate a thought. It sounds like you got it. Yeah, yeah, and I learned yeah. sign language. That was my minor um, oh. when I was at school, That's so I cool. did like some of that. But like, it's hard because I didn't use it outside of class, so like I don't yeah. remember much of it. You know, it was kind of yeah. like you said, yeah. But cool. So history was your like official major? Uh, history and German is both of them. History and German. Okay. So then what was like your schedule like as far as like classes? Because you said that you have your like you're getting your bachelor's degree, but you're also like learning like the military yeah. aspect of it. So what is that like? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if this was like the official policy of the school. But I always got the impression while I was there for the four years um, that they they intentionally overload each cadet with as much stuff as they can. And cadets is what we were. Um, that was our rank in, in the military. Um, they intentionally overload each cadet uh, with, with a lot of stuff to do every day. 
في um, so that you can see how you react under stress uh, and so that you can learn what I found to be one of the most valuable lessons I've ever learned of, you know, you're juggling a bunch of like a bunch of different uh, balls in the air um, and you got to figure out which ones are the rubber balls that will bounce if you drop it and which ones are the glass ones that will just explode everywhere, you know? Um, and so next to your, next to your, academic classes you also have um physical requirements there are mandatory physical classes that you have to take uh depending on which semester you're in and depending on your your schedule um such as uh boxing survival swimming combatives i, I can get more into that later um boxing yeah. yeah 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 everyone everyone has to to learn how to get punched Oh, you, oh, okay. Yeah. You have to get yep, tased. yep, yep. What's that? Did you have to get tased? No, if you're military police, though, you do have to learn how to get tased. I, I never had to do that. Okay. Um, I mean, if but, you, like, would you voluntarily try to get tased? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so, actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I feel like, I feel like, especially as I've started taking care of my body lately, that's been something I just haven't wanted to do. Um. <laughs> But so, so, you know, you, you have the you have the academic coursework, you have the, the physical coursework. You also everyone has to be a part of a sport team. Uh, so my sport for most of the semesters that I was there was uh, Sandhurst, which is a military skills competition um, where you train up the whole semester for one competition every semester uh, where you put on a, a rucksack with like 40 to 50 pounds in it or so. Uh, you have your rifle, you have your, your, uh, combat vest, um, and you go rock an indefinite amount of distance. And every now and then you stop for this competition, like, Hey, you know, uh, first aid, figure out, you know, what wounded this person has, how to, how to fix it, uh, call for artillery, um, uh, physical, uh, competitions, et cetera. Um, so that was my sport, which would also be every day from about like four to six, um, then also you have uh, the character requirements. So some days you'd have um, these like character simulations where you'd get presented a scenario and you're there with your other classmates uh, in your company and you have to figure out how to approach it. So so I say all you know all these different requirements to set the frame for actually describing the schedule. Because uh, right now you know I know I've just kind of like thrown a bunch of like words right without any tangibles. Um, so, uh, yeah, you would typically wake up around, uh, I, I would typically wake up around six or so, um, at least during my first three years. Um, I would go to breakfast before formation. Formation was at about seven every day. Um, then after formation, I might have a class directly that I would have to go to. Uh, we went on a day one, day two schedule based on whenever you had the classes. Um, go to class or have a uh, blank space in the mornings in which I would just be studying during, during the blank space or doing any other like admin work that I had to do or homework. Uh, lunch at about 12 with the lunch formation, then uh, more classes and uh, study time until about four or so when you would have a dedicated time for like your sport to meet or uh, to work out on your own. So about four to six would be um, that time to work out. Then about six to seven was dinner. 
and then seven to about eleven or so, I would be uh, I would be studying. Um, Do you and also, you know, you, what's that? Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, it also, you find time, uh, you know, in there to be hanging out with your with your buddies, um, with your friends, and uh, to like actually spend time with people and be a normal human being. Um, it wasn't all just like you know, uh, marching around and you know doing all that. Like you're you're, Yeah. you're <laughs> that's, a normal that's person what I was too. gonna ask. Yeah. 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 So you have to eat like at those times, like that is That. like at lunch time. Yeah. Well. Uh, lunch was a mandatory meal and so you had to go then um all the other meals the mess hall would just be open from like 6 30 to like 7 30 or so and uh then 6 p.m to like 7 30 p.m um It wasn't open and at any other time. no but what they did in my second year, which was a huge quality of life improvement, was they made this uh, this big like section, this area where you could just grab snacks. And so there were like snacks you grab for free. It was freaking amazing. So we would we would like stockpile this stuff in our rooms. And so it'd be like, oh crap, you know, I really have to study for this exam. I can't make it to dinner or something. So you just like, you got all these like fit crunch protein bars and you're just like, <laughs> Wait, could double you fist not like, it up. you couldn't just like go to Walmart and have snacks in your room? Mm, so there was a there was a there was a store on post west point is like a military installation um, so there aren't like normal stores on there instead they have like a post exchange which kind of serves the same function as a walmart but it was up this really big freaking hill and so if you wanted to go up there to grab anything it was a journey and so either you needed to plan like your saturday out for it or uh you'd have to have a buddy with a car Um, and as a lowly freshman, uh, there's no way any any one of the seniors who had cars would drive you. You can't leave like base. You couldn't leave. No, not unless you you could if you had an authorized pass. So you had You to were get like trapped there. not trapped, Oh, that's just a bad word. Okay. military. You know. I get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How Um, often did you so leave? Uh, it changed every year. Um, we, uh, in our first year, we would have maybe like one base pass a semester. Um, so you could leave for the weekend. We could also leave for like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, and then the summer, you would have different training requirements that you'd have to fulfill, um, like a field training exercise um, that would last like a month or so, uh, as well as opportunities for like internships and advanced military training. Um, but in between any of those things that you're doing over the summer, you would have free time or free space, which you could then use to go on vacation, do whatever, you know. You could have like your phone there, like you have internet. Yes, after the basic training. During uh, the cadet basic, it was like six weeks long or so. They took away our phones. Um, we got one phone call in the middle of it, but uh, otherwise, yeah. Also, I feel like I'm given the you know this impression that it's just like a terrible place. Um, it was a lot, but It it doesn't was also sound appealing to me, but I'm also not built for the military and I already know that. So I'm, that's crazy though. I I thought so too. Um, and I also found that I made some of the most meaningful connections with anybody in my life uh, while there. 
Yeah, because you're you you're not trapped, but you're I don't even know another word. I can see why you made meaningful connections. That's what I'll say. I'll say that because that sounds nice. Good for you. I also went to school and I made meaningful connections, but I was also allowed to go to Walmart. So it's valid. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But okay, cool. So <laughs> So when you, when you put it that way, all right. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're, I don't know. I don't want to talk bad because it's the military and I'm not trying to be put no, like, no, no. like a, a list or something. But yeah, I don't, they could find me. But, um, but yeah, anyways. So when you're talking about formation, what does that mean? Is that like the training of like how you guys like stand in the lines and just walk in sync? Like what, what is that? No, uh, formation would be just kind of like the the gathering of everyone in the morning. So you uh you're there with like your squad. Your um the squad's like a group of like seven to nine folks or so, um, and you'd line up every morning. It was the chance to like uh you know make sure everyone was was th- everyone was still present. Um, everyone was healthy. Uh, and also to pass out any information like hey you know uh, this thing came up we need you at x place at like noon or something like that mm-hmm. um so there's a chance for uh for the cadet leadership to you know see where everyone was and pass that information when did you learn all of that stuff like how to like walk and hold your gun yeah. like that? uh the basic training so i saw one of your questions was uh like was there a course or something for the walking line stuff no, just on the first day, you kind of get yelled at a lot um, and they yell at you to like walk a certain way. So you, you get like 15 minute crash course and how to do it. And then you just you just keep trying and then you get it right. It's it's Yeah. If you didn't get it right, do they say drop and give me 20? Is that like a thing they actually said? Um, Actually, kind of. Yeah. For real? Yeah, yeah, like if you kept messing it up, they would make you do uh they would make you do like PT. Wow. For the physical training stuff. How many how many have you th- have you had to do that? Have they told you to do that? Or oh, you heck do yeah. It? yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, so during my during my basic training, um uh, I got I got yelled at for smiling too much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Um I they can't remember if I had to do push ups for that. What's that? I said they were mad you were happy. I don't know. I think it was they were, they were like, that's not military professionalism. Okay. So you can't smile. <laughs> and you did. You got told to do push ups. Something like that. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't remember if I actually had to do push ups for that one, but I've definitely had to do push ups for silly stuff. Like, uh, yeah, if you're, I don't know out of step or you don't say the right rank to someone during the it's just during the basic training by the way this wouldn't really happen any other time oh. um yeah because i mean the, the whole school is focused on like trying to turn you into an adult who's capable of leading soldiers mm-hmm. uh and so it doesn't rightly make sense you know by the time you're a senior about to graduate to you know tell you to drop and give you 20 you know yeah because like you should you should be more grown up than that yeah we're not more grown up. That's not what I mean. But uh, more like mature. able to like, yeah. Yeah. How many push-ups could you do right now? Do you think? Like do right you do now, every day. Like, do, is that like one of your like normal exercises you do? 
No, actually, because um, like I said, I've been out of the military for a little bit. Um, and so my physical fitness. Stay in shape or no? I'm you sorry? Said, you said you're being healthy with your body. So that means you like exercise? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So push-ups aren't part of your your routine? They are, but like, I, I don't really count it anymore you know what i mean like instead it's more just going by like feeling like how, how your body feels at the moment instead of just going off like some metric of uh okay i get you yeah. um i think if i had to give it like best guess 50 maybe 60 i, guess. I think uh yeah, yeah we, we had to take two different physical fitness tests uh once we were there mm -hmm. um and uh, it was the Army Physical Fitness Test, and then they replaced it with the Army Combat Fitness Test. Um, and so they changed how the push-ups were done. Uh, during the Army Physical Fitness Test, the APFT, you just like do normal push-ups as fast as you could in two minutes. Um, and I think getting the maximum score was like 80 or 72 or something like that, um, which I, I could do after my uh, first semester. Uh, the Army Combat Physical Fitness Test, the ACFT, you do like T push-ups, so you, you you like go down on the ground and then you bring your arms out to the side. Uh, I think my max on that was like forty or so. I can do seventy-five yeah. push-ups. Heck yeah, let's go. Yeah, I'm like super good, I'm super strong and fit and everything. So, Heck yeah, so then yeah. you'd max it. It's too easy. Exactly, I maxed it. I've I did better. Than you. <laughs> um yeah okay cool so i'm better at you than push-ups is what we came yep. to the conclusion of um yep. the t ones probably like 45 Heck yeah i've okay. never tried it but if i had to take a guess that's how many it would be let's freaking go that's awesome because yeah. those things suck it's really cool they really do they tire me out every single time yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so we kind of talked about your like freedom being over there. Um, yeah. You basically had none. Um, yeah. Oh, we wouldn't say that. Yeah, I mean, like, you yeah, had time to I, hang I see your point. Your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freedom. I guess I'll say freedom, as in you couldn't really leave, but you still could like do your own thing while being there. Kinda. Yeah. Okay. Explain. What yeah. That um yeah so i can uh, uh i can jump more into like the the lifestyle there if that's uh if that's okay mm -hmm. um because so far you know i've been able to talk about like a little bit of scheduling uh, a little bit of the basic training just real like boss over uh and a little bit of like the academics and stuff um so the lifestyle, I mean, it, it is a military school. Uh, and so, you know, you're, you're living in barracks and you're expected to live according to like a military standard, quote unquote. Um, and so your room has to be set up in a certain way, you know, like there's a regulation that you have to look at that says like exactly how you should set up your uniforms in your shelf, your, your uh, books on your shelf everything you know like even your bed has to be like perfectly folded in a certain way um they check the whole room. idea yes they do 
paid too. Uh, um, in fact, so as, as you go on through the years, you begin checking people's rooms. So like, uh, uh, you know, any, any of your subordinates, you'd be in charge of like making sure the room was set up properly and all that. And the idea was, you know, Hey, attention to detail, make sure that people get like the little stuff, right. And to also give the upper class people, um, practice at giving corrections, you know, and saying like, Hey, this isn't set up properly. Uh, here's how you actually do it, you know, um, and showing some of the, some of the newer people in the school how it's done. Um, and that, that's an incredibly useful skill to figure out like, Hey, how do I politely and respectfully tell someone, you know, maybe this isn't the right way to go about something. Um, but yeah, so, you know, the, the, the room was set up in a certain way The barracks, uh, everyone would have to clean, we'd clean our own barracks. Um, and so if you're a freshman, then one of your duties would be to, to do a lot of cleaning. Um, and uh, we were organized into cadet companies, uh, which were groups of about like 120, 130 people. Um, and this was where most of the organization would happen at West Point. Uh, and so you'd have a real army officer uh, in charge of the cadet company. You'd also have like cadet leaders who were um, your face-to-face -face interaction with the leadership. Uh, but for instance, if you wanted to leave on the weekend, you would have to get the approval of that officer who is in charge of the cadet company. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, Could you have yeah, like... Uh, you like pictures of your family? Yeah, I, I, yes, yes. I can't you remember how it, it had. You'd have to be set up in a certain way, but uh, we um, everyone every year would get like uh, a military duty, and that was part of the military pillar of the education at West Point. Um. And so uh, you would have to, as as a as a freshman, um, your your duties were like you know cleaning, uh, showing up places on time. It was really straightforward. It was like you know, uh, for one, learn humility because we all clean up after ourselves, and two, uh, you know, be right place, right time, figure out that small stuff. Uh, sophomores were given team leader jobs, and so they were in charge of one or two of the freshmen. Um, and so, you know, when I, when I was a team leader, my, uh, my, um, plebes, what we called them, uh, was a guy named Josh, who was absolutely incredible. Um, he taught me a lot, uh, about how to be a leader. Um, then we, we had a, a really awesome relationship. I really got to text him actually after this. Uh, but yeah, as a junior, the jobs got a little bit more complicated. You could be a squad leader, platoon. So you're, you're in charge of more people and you're also more in charge of discipline. And so, you know, if, if people aren't doing the right stuff, then you figure out how to, how to address it. Um, so in my junior year, in my first semester, I was a first sergeant, which means that you're the, um, like you are the junior in charge of all the discipline in the cadet company. Uh, so I was in charge of the headquarters company, which were the 79 um, cadets who are like in charge of the core of cadets. This was like, uh, you know, the first captain, the highest ranking cadet, uh, uh, all the, all the other like cadets who made up, uh, that person's staff. I mean, I was in charge of discipline of this whole section. Um, so making sure that the barracks are clean, making sure that everything's orderly, make sure that, um, you know, nothing ridiculous is happening. Uh, my second semester as a junior, I was away on semester abroad, but 
you know. Uh, and then as a, as a senior, um, your jobs get even more complicated. You know, you could have staff jobs where you're in charge of like uh, logistics for the company, you know. So if there's like a barbecue happening, making sure that all the stuff is there, um, uh, make sure they're cleaning supplies and everything. You could be the person in charge of the overall company. So figuring out how to Uh, move forward as a group, making sure that all the academic, physical, and military requirements for everyone in that company is being met. In my senior year, I was in charge of a battalion. Uh, so I was in charge of about 365 folks. Uh, and it, it was a really beautiful experience. I mean, being able to um, like interact with everyone uh, in, the, in the battalion, try to form bonds across the companies uh, was, I think, one of the most meaningful experiences I've ever had. Did you um, know all of their names? Uh, not all of them, but I tried my best to learn whoever I could. Uh, so a lot of that was just by like walking down the hallways, you know, in the evenings or something, just saying hey to people, uh, mm -hmm. figuring out how to do and figuring out how I could help them out in whatever small way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, the these other military requirements formed a lot of the time commitment that we would have other than our classes. Um, so, you know, you, you have like, you have your classes in the morning and you have like your physical classes that happen side by side to that. You have your sport and everything, but then what do you do with all the blank space? Of course you have to study, but then you also have to um, figure out how you can best support the, the people that you're working with, you know, like uh, in whatever way, whether that's like uh, cleaning or, um, you know, seeing if you can uh, help someone with an assignment that they're doing. Um, so you really got over the over the four years, I really got a lot of experience um, or not uh, experience is the wrong word. Uh, opportunities to think beyond myself and opportunities to think more as a, as, as a group, as a collective, um, and as a team, which uh, is a like frame of mind that I like to be in most, uh, and that I really credit like this school with with helping um, like push me towards more. Um, yeah. And so that's a little bit about the lifestyle and the military stuff. Oh, and then also the military stuff, like uh, during the summers, your field trainings, that's more like hands on military stuff. You know, when you think of like shooting a rifle, uh, running through the woods, you do that stuff over the summer. During the academic year, it was more like garrison stuff with what I was describing before. Mm -hmm. What do you guys do like for fun? Like oh shoot, like Anigas. have board games? Is it? You could, yeah. It's yeah, it's co-ed. Yeah, so the school was uh, in my uh, as I was leaving is about twenty five to thirty percent women, um, and. Uh, that's of course not where it should be and not where it could be. Um, but the school has been increasing the ratio of women who are, who are attending over the last uh, few years. Um, the school only became uh, open to women applicants in like 1970s. Uh, not sure exactly when. Um, but are yeah, like women in. Are there different rules from hanging out with like the boys and the girls? Um, if you had any guests in your room, you were supposed to have your door open um, because they really did not like people having sex in the barracks. Um, they is in like the leadership of the school. Uh, really, though, that rule was only applied when it was a man and a woman in a room together. 
So like, you know, if you're hanging out with like your same sex buddies uh, in a room, then no one really cared if you had your door closed or sorry. In, in a lot of cases, people did not care as much as they should have if you had the door closed. Mm -hmm. uh, so the rule was only applied in a very heteronormative way. Yeah. So you guys have like game nights, but where do you keep your games if you have like a certain setup of your room? Absolutely. I mean, you, you got you got like storage space, you know, like in your room, and then you also have common areas where people would be hanging out. So I mean, people like uh, uh, my buddies and I, um, we would have a uh, like yeah board game nights. We'd play playing like Catan. Uh, video games were were pretty big you know, yeah. for a lot of folks. Um, reading was one thing I did a lot in my spare time if I had spare time. Um, and then clubs. Clubs are also a big thing at West Point. So, like, uh, um, I was part of the, uh, I was part of, like, the Student Conference on U.S. Affairs, which was, like, a you conference organized. You did more things voluntarily. Yeah, like, and there's so much fun. So there's so much cool stuff to do. It, it was, like, it, it, I'm... It made okay. sense, you know. Like, it, they, there's there's so much cool stuff to do there. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that I got like you know a good eight hours of sleep every night, but I'm saying oh, like yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so list all the clubs you were in. Uh, just, just name like one or two. Were you in one yeah. or two clubs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was part of the Spectrum Club, which was an LGBTQI plus safe space at West Point. It was awesome. Um, really one of the most like welcoming spaces I've ever been. Um, there was a, uh, a Elevation Initiative was another club that I was part of. There really like there's a uh, um, a mentorship group started by um, the professor in charge of the Department of Behavioral Sciences and Leadership. Um, I was also part of uh, a conference organizing club called SCUSA, which is like student conference on US affairs. Um so we just be setting stuff up, uh, having meetings and stuff to talk about that. Uh and then there are a few other clubs um that are kind of escaping my thought right now. Because you were in too many. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's okay. One more. <laughs> Um, so what was your application process like when you were in high school? Yeah. Were you able to visit? Did you just have to kind of apply? What was what was it like? You explained it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is uh, another one of the things I definitely wanted to talk about for anyone who's thinking about going. Um, one, don't just rely on, uh, you know, this interview. Go speak. Go email, like, uh, like one of the points of contact. You can find them on the West Point's website. It's really easy. They're, like, field force representatives. There's one for every geographic area, and they can help. Um, for me, uh, I I kind of knew that I wanted to apply to West Point since I was like pretty young, because um, I'd watch like I, I was a big history nerd even in like middle school, you know. Um, so I'd be watching like these documentaries and stuff, and it'd be like, oh, West Point. I was like, that seems like a pretty cool place. And as I learned more about it, I was like, dang, you know, this does seem like a pretty cool place. Um, I wasn't exactly excited about like the uniforms and you know the the time and everything, but I was also thinking... I have a question about that really quick. Do you have to yeah, pay yeah, all of, of those uniforms? 
Uh, mm, no, but yes, it's it's kind of weird. Um, so one of the one of the things about West Point, it's free. You get paid while you're there. Um, so you get a, every cadet gets paid a thousand dollars a month. Um, but the thing is, you get a varying amount of that thousand dollars, uh, every year, because a chunk of that thousand goes back to goes back to West Point to pay for things like your laptop, your uniforms. Um, and, uh, stuff like haircut access, you know, cause they have barbers on post that you can go to like any day of the week to get a haircut. Um, and that's because like this weird thing where like officers have to pay for the uniforms. If you enlist in the military, you get issued your uniforms, but officers have to pay for them. Uh, I'm not sure why that's a thing, but, uh, it is, um, anyway. Yeah, long sorry. answer. Yeah, yeah, long answer for for short question. No, you're good. You're good. You explained it good. Go back to the original question: the application process. Yeah, so I, uh, you know, I wasn't excited about the uniforms at the time, but I was like, this seems really cool. Uh, public service. I feel connected. I feel drawn to because I want to uh, give back to the community that supported my family when we were going through some of our worst spots. You know, um, like when we were, when we were living on food stamps, for instance, um, and I. Also thought, hey, free school, that's pretty rad. Um, so I started looking at the application process maybe when I was like a junior or a sophomore in uh, in high school, um, which is definitely the right time for for people to to start looking. You can visit West Point um, either like on an overnight visit where you'll stay with a cadet uh overnight so you'll like sleep in the cadet's room you'll you'll hang out there you'll sleep on a cot um and you can also do this week-long thing i don't know if they've changed it from the time that i did it but it's called summer leaders experience and it's like a like a week-long thing where you kind of experience life as a cadet over this week uh real condensed you know you you, you do some obstacle course you you get yelled at you know, you, you get the whole vibe, you know, <laughs> it's like, you also get to explore some of the academics, you know? That's the one um, you yeah, yeah. So I did that uh, for the week from my junior to senior year of high school. And you um, looked and they were screaming at you. No, actually, I hated it. Uh, after SLE, uh, this, this week-long thing, I was like, wow, I really did not like that at all. Um, but, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to apply to West Point anyway because of the public service aspect. So I was like, you know, I can I can I can dish it out for four years. Whatever. Um, so that's my mindset going into this, you know, like don't like it, going to do it, you know, if if I can. Um, and so the application process. Uh, you I actually uh, pulled some stuff up here because I wanted to be right on this one. Um, you know, first, like eligibility stuff, uh, you know, 17, but not older than 23, uh, you know, U.S. citizen, uh, international cadets are a thing, but there are different requirements for them. Uh, not married, not pregnant and not legally responsible for child support, uh, which like, you know, as a 17, 16, 17 year old in high school, I was not any of those things. You didn't have a child. Um, I did not. Uh, so. For the application requirement, um, you have to take like standardized testing, uh, so like ACT, SAT kind of stuff. Uh, you have to get 
uh, it's through like standard college application stuff, like essays, standard testing. On top of that, you also have to take a physical assessment, um, which uh, can be like signed off on by like a physical fitness teacher, you know, like a PE teacher at a high school. Um, and then you also have to get nominated by a federal representative or senator. So like either one of your two state senators or your congressperson. Um, and they only have a limited number of people that they can sponsor to go every year. Uh, so you have to apply for that first. So you apply to like, uh, sorry about the background noise. Uh, so, you know, you apply to, it was Congress, Congressperson Bill Foster for me. Um, and so you apply to him uh, and he had like six slots that he could give out, six nominations. You get one of those and then you do the actual application. Uh, because once you get nominated, that's that's only one side of the coin, you know, then then you have to get accepted by West Point. So some people get nominated, but not accepted, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and the physical assessment, uh, the candidate fitness assessment, you have to do like push ups, sit ups, a run, a basketball throw where you throw it overhead, uh, pull ups and stuff. And I tell you what, I failed that so many times going in uh all right so during sle right backtracking a little bit back to the summer this is one reason that i hated it right is because i couldn't do a pull-up you know they woke us up early and they have us go down to this little track uh track field house and they're like all right everyone we're going to give you the chance to go through the can of fitness assessments you can knock it out right now you know we all know you're going to be great applicants you can just knock it out right now it'll be fine me I had been doing push-ups in my bathroom and I thought that was enough. I thought, heck, you know, I'm in shape. You got it. <laughs> you know? I, I got it. I'm doing push-ups in the bathroom. I've been running on the running over the summer and stuff. Um, and so I get underneath this pull-up bar, never having done a pull-up before in my life, and I couldn't get up past halfway. You we know, had so to I'm, do I'm them doing... in gym. What's that? We had to do them in gym. Yeah, no. I no, couldn't. Yeah. And so I, I couldn't get up halfway. Uh and um yeah. So I uh you know, it was after that that I realized, hey, if I'm actually serious about wanting to get into this place, I really gotta start working out. Um so you know, I, I started going to the gym in my senior year of high school. Uh and yeah, I I uh I put in a ton amount of work. To, to get in shape for, for West Point. Um, and I only passed the fitness assessment like February or something, you know, it was really late in the application cycle. Like they were sending me emails like, Hey, when are you going to submit this? You know, like, <laughs> like, Hey, you know, we see that you're trying to apply. When are you going to submit your fitness assessment? And yeah. I was like, when I'm ready. <laughs> when I know. <laughs> when, I've, <laughs> when I've actually passed. <laughs> the pull-ups were fine you know after a while I could do pull-ups it was the basketball throw that killed me because you know you have to be on your knees and you have to throw at a certain distance it was miserable um they don't tell you what the maximum amount is they don't tell you what you need to get in they only tell you the minimum so if you get below the minimum you're not in you know um and my basketball throw was below minimum um for a while uh so, you know, all that's to say is, is it, 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 you know, for anyone who's considering applying, um, like, keep going. You know, I'm, I'm uh, uh, sign enough that you can 
you know, fail many, 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 <laughs> many, many times uh, before, before getting in. And, you know, then all that physical training paid off in my senior year, right? Because then I, I get in and not only do I get in, but I start doing really well at all the physical stuff at West Point. Um, you know, and so I ended up uh, graduating uh, like number four out of my class. Um, and that, that graduation like rank was a combination of the academics, the military grades, the physical grades, everything. Um, and so I really surprised myself because uh, I thought going in that I was going to be one of the, uh, you know, uh, not so good performers on like all the physical stuff. Um, and I ended up doing like better, better than I thought. Um, so, you know, please don't don't discount yourself if you're thinking about it. Don't discount yourself because you think, uh, you know, the physical stuff isn't for you. Um, I didn't think it was for me. Uh, don't discount yourself if you don't think that the military stuff isn't for you. I didn't think it was for me. And I ended up having like a great time while I was there, you know. And don't discount yourself if you think that the academic stuff isn't for you. You know, like we, we're constantly finding our paths. And um, I know that I've changed a lot from West Point beyond uh, in my academic interests. Um, and, you know, I, I wish the, the same for you. Me. Yeah. or everyone and everyone and everyone thank you love that little motivational aspect i know you have to go in a few minutes so my last question is mm -hmm. what was your favorite part like out of your whole west point experience you know i've, I've asked a lot of people that question um and almost always get the same exact response and so i promised myself i would not give the same answer uh, because I was like, oh, you know, you got to like find another niche aspect of it to, to appreciate. Well, what is everyone else's answer? And then say what you came up with. Well, my answer is the same as everyone else's and it's the people. Uh, it's because like it's because like the friendships that you make there are unforgettable. You know, I, I just spent two weeks uh, with a humanitarian organization in Calais, France with my best friend who I met at West Point. Um, we meet like as often as we can. And he lives like uh, countries away, you know? Um, like I am in contact with, uh, with you know, the strongest relationships I have. I, I truly credit to like that time and the people that I met there. Um, and the, the bonds that we formed through what we were going through. Yeah, it, yeah. Seems, it seems like traumatizing so it would make sense that you guys are all so close, you know? Yeah. Your words, not mine. My words. I think that <laughs> you describing the school sounds traumatizing and I would absolutely hate it, but you really love it. And I love that for you, but it's absolutely not for me. But I'm <laughs> glad that you have grown so much from it and that you can speak so highly about it. You know, like, so all this being said, I don't think I could do it again. I think like... <laughs> Like those four years, they really take a lot out of you, you know, like I, I left West Point and I was like, holy crap, I need to like be in a closed room for like a week or so just to like recharge, you know, it takes a lot out of you. I did not feel that way when I graduated. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad the path I chose, but I'm also yeah. glad that you chose what you chose too, even though you wouldn't do it again. I would do mine again. So there's like a difference between me and you.
but um, thank you for coming on my podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time, even though we're seven hours apart, to speak with me. And um, I learned I learned a lot from you. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm sorry that I didn't get to like uh, you know reciprocate the conversation so much, and I'm just kind of rambling a lot. No, you're good. But really, thank thank you for thank you for inviting me on this and be able to share a little bit about the uh, about the experience. Um, yeah. And yeah, I hope that I. Uh, uh, I hope it offers a little bit of insight into the like you know black box that is uh, West Point, um, and maybe also helps someone who's thinking about applying to it. Um, and really, really happy to speak to anybody who might be listening to this a little bit more um, if they have any questions. Thank you for listening to this episode of Young or Dumb. I hope you enjoyed the subject and learned something new. Make sure to follow my podcast for more interesting conversations. And remember, be happy and be chill.